You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you writing or thinking about writing a book and dream about building your reputation as an authority in your field, but have no idea where to start? Unfortunately, many book authors with an incredible message to share sadly go unheard and never quite reach the level of exposure they'd hoped for. That is until now. The Author Platform Success Show will share key strategies on how to build the relationships and community that serves as the foundation for a powerful publicity platform, one that will support you in increasing your reach and book sales while helping you gain international recognition. Now, over to your host, Stacey Myers. The average self-published book sells 200 copies and 160 of those copies are sold to the author who gives them away for free. Now, how depressing is that for a statistic? And in today's call, you're going to learn some important information that's going to help prevent your book from having the same fate. Now today's guest has been building websites since the age of 13. He became so good at it he taught his own web design class at the age of 16. And from there he started supporting authors and small businesses use the web and is now the CEO of Author Media, a company that builds websites for world changers. What a great pleasure it is for me to introduce our guest today, Thomas Umstadt Jr. Thanks Stacey, it's good, great to be on the show. Thank you. And did I get your last name correct? You did. It's Umstadt, but uh, it's a typical American butchering of another language from somewhere else, so no worries. Okay. <laughs> so it's great to have you here. How are you today? I'm doing well. Now, I first found you on your author media site, and you have some great blog posts that you share, and I found them on Twitter, and so I started reading them there, and then I think it was about five months ago that you started the Bestseller Society, was it? That's right. Yeah, and so then I moved over there to, um, and that's just a great place that you've got there as well. Do you want to start with a bit about the Bestseller Society? Uh, sure. So one of the things that I do as a part of my job here with Author Media is that I speak at conferences all over the country and in other countries as well. And one of the things I've noticed at writers' conferences is how overwhelming they can be. People go to a writers' conference and it's like they've been hit in the face with a fire hydrant for three days and they're just... You know, they learned a lot, but they're just blasted at the end. And I was like, there's got to be a better, less expensive way to learn all the information that you need to know to be an effective author. Because you need to learn the publishing industry. You need to learn how to write better. You need to learn how to market and build your platform. And so what we did is we took the top speakers from the different conferences. We got high-quality video recordings of their talks and we put them online so that you can watch them at your own pace and in your own time. And there's a pause button and you can rewatch. It's a lot of benefits that you don't get in a live conference. And so we bundled it all together and we call it the Bestseller Society and we have inside of it three academies, one for fiction, one for nonfiction, and one for marketing. And it's a monthly fee. You can be a member for as little or as long as you want. Um, many of our members who came with us when we launched are still members today, they really enjoy the community that we have, the forum, and uh, the new content that we're constantly posting. So I'm really excited about the Bestseller Society because I think it's a nice kind of add-on. It's like a 
gym membership for your writing as opposed to a marathon, which is more like what a writer's conference is. Sure, and I, um, I am a member of all of the sections and I remember being on your first webinar when you first introduced it and I thought, wow, this is definitely a great place to be. And one of the features that you have that I really love and I think it's missing in a lot of membership programs is you go in and you have a look at some of the content and then you might get busy for a couple of months and then you come back again and you're like, oh, I can't remember what I've watched and what I haven't watched. And so I love the functionality where you can say, I've started watching it, I've finished watching it and it gets a big tick. So even if you come back all those months later, you can go, oh yeah, like I know already what I've watched. That's right. And now when you finish watching a video, you get little fireworks. That's far <laughs> I know, I saw that the other day. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but your main thing for yourself is you being the CEO of the author media and what you do there is um, build author websites for people, is that correct? That's right. We build uh, the website and we also show them how to use it. Because for a lot of people, a website is just a fancy brochure and it doesn't end up helping them sell very many books. But if you use it well, it can sell thousands of books and pay for itself and really establish you as an author publishers want to publish. Yeah, and then that's always a great thing because one of the, even more so now, whether you're self-publishing or going to look to get traditionally published, it's all about uh, your author platform and what presence do you have online and how many people are following you and how often are you blogging. So having that website look really good and attractive is imperative for that. And also I think... Um, a lot of people these days are also starting to look at like kind of building themselves a bit on Facebook or in LinkedIn and I always think that it's kind of like a borrowed platform because any day you could go there and Facebook would be gone whereas having your website as your hub of all of your marketing online, you completely own it, you can have people opt into your list and everything on your website. So what would you say are like the key things that people should have on that to have a successful author website? Well, there's one key and it opens up a door that has additional keys in it. So if you don't have this one key, nothing else matters. And that is okay. to provide valuable content. And I define valuable content as something so valuable someone would be willing to pay for it and they're pleasantly surprised to find out that it's free. It's like, oh, wow, that that experience that people have when they come to your website and that's what causes them to share it with your with their friends because the power of social media isn't the thousand people who follow you it's the 10,000 people who follow them and if you can create the kind of website that those thousand people will want to share with their friends and their friends will want to share with their friends suddenly that platform that you have is exponentially increased into the hundreds of thousands and even into the millions and so a lot of authors aren't sure what kind of valuable content um, they need on their website, and they're tempted to, you know, have an about page and you know, a contact page and a books page, and it's, it's very boring. And the easiest way to put valuable content on your website is to have a blog and to blog about interesting, helpful things related to your topic. It establishes your credibility, establishes your expertise, and it helps you sell books. 
Yeah, and I think also it gives you something to talk about on your social media platforms because I know that's one of the first things people say to me is, oh, I don't know what to say on Facebook. I don't know what to say on Twitter. But if you've got all this great content on your website, well, then that's what you can talk about. You can pull key pieces out of your blog articles and put them up elsewhere and it gives you loads of content to be able to use in other places than just having it on your website. That's exactly right. People aren't going to share your about page. It's just not <laughs> That's true. Um, but they will share a blog post. If you have a blog, let's say you have a, a you're writing a book on uh, dogs. You're a veterinarian and you're writing a book about dog nutrition. You could write a blog post that was you know, seven things never to feed your dog. You know, really basic, very easy thing is if you're a veterinarian, you could rattle off seven things off the top of your head, no problem. Well, that's something that I may want to share. You know, I, I, if I'm a dog lover, I probably have a lot of friends who are dog lovers. I'm like, oh my goodness, I had no idea I wasn't supposed to feed my dog chicken bones. So, you know, or, that's probably a bad example because everybody knows that. But, you know, that sort of thing is what people will want to share. And then now, my friends who've never heard of you see me endorsing your material as the expert on dog health and, and um, veterinary medicine. And so when they're looking for expertise in that, you're now the first person they think of. Yeah, and then and then that leads to, like you said before, like it just your audience just grows and grows and grows because it is having a look at um, the friends of friends aspect of it. And I think a lot of people as well on social media do get caught up in the numbers of, oh, I don't have many followers or that person's got loads of people following them. And for me, it's more about just having building those people and having a good relationship with the few and then it kind of just grows all by itself as more people get to know you as they're passing out this great content that you've been sharing on your blog. That's exactly right. I mean, you can fake the numbers. For a few hundred dollars, you can buy yourself a 1,000 or 10,000 fake Twitter followers. Uh, presidential candidates in the United States are famous uh, for doing this and inflating uh, their number of followers to make them look important. But ultimately, th there's very little bit benefit to that because the fact that a bunch of empty robots who don't buy books and don't click links follow you uh, follows you doesn't help you get to that second ripple of the friends of friends. And it's much more valuable to have a small following of people who actually read your posts, uh, which is one of the reasons why I really like clout. Because clout, it's not a perfect metric, but it's a great way of kind of cutting through the noise to find out how following someone's following is, or how, how valuable it is. I've seen people, two people with 20,000 followers, one has a clout score of 70, and the other has a clout score of 30, and you can tell one person is being listened to and the other one isn't, and the numbers are very deceptive. Yes, indeed. Well, I um, was listening to, um, or I read somewhere when, just recently when Facebook deleted all of those fake accounts. Apparently Lady Gaga's account lost 65,000 likes overnight. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get the numbers up there. But yeah, it's exactly that if you're not having the interaction or people to talk to. And I um, actually wrote a blog post about I want any someone to like me, anyone will do. <laughs> and it was quite popular because a lot of people, A, didn't even know that you could buy likes which I was kind of surprised about. And secondly, 
it was people didn't realize the damage that it does to their interaction when they've got say 4,000 people on their Facebook page and only three people are actually talking to them right it kills it kills your edge rank scores which means that the real people you do have are less likely to see your posts because all those other people aren't engaging if you want more Facebook fans there's a very easy an effective way to do it that gives you real people who are relevant to your Facebook page. And this is what we've done uh, with many of our clients, what we've done with ourselves. And that is with very targeted Facebook advertising. So at Author Media, we build uh, websites for authors, which means we only want to talk to authors, and we really only want to talk with authors who are serious, who are professionals. We're not a service for amateurs, and we're not priced like that. And so we did a Facebook advertising campaign targeting fans of organizations like the American Christian Fiction Writers, uh, fans of people like Michael Hyatt. We figured if someone likes Michael Hyatt on Facebook, especially um, months ago when he was really focused on authors, there, chances are they're very serious about building their platform and getting a website, and they're probably going to like us. So we'd hit them with ads that talked about um, building your platform online, and people would click on those ads. We had a great response. And now we went, we went from 2,000 to 4,000 fans in just a matter of weeks of real people who really wanted to hear what we had to talk about. And we've had times where we've had an engagement rate of people talking about our page higher than the number of fans that we had. So we had 5,000 fans. At one point, we had 10,000 people talking about this because we'd created some content that went viral, and our friends, our fans were sharing it, and their friends were sharing it. We got to feel what that third ripple uh, feels like just a little bit, and I can tell you it's a great feeling. Yeah, I bet it is. And you've also talked about a great strategy to use on Twitter as well. And not um, using ads, but also having a look at people like Michael Hyatt, for example, if you if you think that your audience it would be a similar audience to his and have the same interests, then you can start to have a look and follow the people that are following him. And then also generally, because I, for myself, I follow people that also talk about um, book marketing, authors, author have author interests, and so then looking at the people that, so just say I was going to Michael again, I'd start to have a look at the people that he's following, and you can really get like it's kind of like a little web and you follow off and you can find a lot of people um, that have similar interests to you just by checking out the people that you already know that are in their industry. That's right. And one of the best ways to grow your Twitter following, or at least that's worked for us, is by creating great content. Um, when I started Author Media, the Author Media blog years ago, it was called Author Tech Tips, and I started it as an experiment. I wanted to know, can you start a blog and do only Twitter promotion, and will it take off? And so I was writing the best blog posts that I could write that were as helpful as I could make them and as targeted at authors as I can make them. And then I started following authors on Twitter who I thought would be interested in author media or in author tech tips and a lot of the people would follow back they would read the articles and like them and then share them with their friends and then suddenly people were finding us because someone had retweeted one of our posts to their friends and we got we ended up getting featured after about a year on writer's digest's list of 101 most helpful websites for authors based off of at that point almost exclusive 
lead Twitter-only promotion. And so it can work, but the key is content. You've got to write the kind of articles people want to share with their friends. If you're writing boring articles, if you're writing articles that don't help people, people are not going to share them, they're not going to read them, and you're going to just be wasting your time. And then talking about, so that's content in blog posts, and then how about when you're looking, it's time to start marketing your book? Like what kinds of things do you suggest that people do then on social media? Great question. And if you're writing nonfiction, this is a really easy answer. If you're writing fiction, it's a little bit more difficult. But you should be blogging your book as you write it. Your book should be showing up piece by piece on your blog um, as you're going through the writing process. There's several benefits to doing it this way. One is you figure out what you do and do not want to put into your book. A really great couple of very successful blog books that came from blogs recently um, is Stuff White People Like and Stuff Christians Like, which is a very similar type book. It's kind of a satirical commentary on American white culture, and then the other one's a commentary on American Christian culture. And um, I was listening to an interview from the guy who wrote Stuff Christians Like, and he was unpublished. That book just exploded, was very successful. But he said he wrote a million words on his blog, and only 50,000 made it into the book. But he wow. which 50,000 to put into the book because he knew which articles were the most important and which ones people wanted to read the most. And he used his blog to test his ideas and hone his ideas. And the questions and comments that people made helped improve uh, his writings. And then he got it professionally edited. He got it published. And the book was essentially a guaranteed success because this – his ideas, this content had already been tested in this arena of millions of blogs and worked. And if you can compete against millions of blogs, competing against hundreds of thousands of books doesn't seem so difficult. No, and then also the added benefit of doing it like that is people start to take a vested interest in your book. And so if they've been following you along as you've been writing it, then they're more likely to want to buy your book because they're all excited because they've been on the journey with you at the same time. Absolutely, and not just to buy your book, to recommend it to your friends. And the kind of people who read blogs are the kinds of people who are influential. This isn't your grandmother and her you know, 10 friends that she has on Facebook. These are people that are well-connected, are tech-savvy, and when they recommend your book, that recommendation is very valuable. And, and I've seen bloggers, another great, uh, great example is the book Presentation Zen by Gar Reynolds. Started off as a blog, he blogged for two or three years, took his most valuable blog posts, published it. He was unpublished, unknown, and living in Japan. So he's an American expatriate living in Japan. So no access to the American market for speaking and the typical types of promotions that you do. He launched his book, and I think it sold out the first printing in the first month because he had so many influential people following his blog. And he had posts from people like Gar Reynolds and uh, many others who were promoting his book because they'd been following his blog and liking what he said. And now his book is in over a dozen languages. And it's in a second edition, and it's, he's built this whole brand. And now he's the Gar Reynolds. When before he's just you know yeah oh yeah Gar Reynolds running that blog, and uh, <laughs> really it can be very effective. Yeah, it can be. And so. I quite often on Twitter have people, when I'm having a conversation with someone, they kind of hijack my conversation and say, oh, check out my new book, here's the link on Amazon. 
And I really think it's a bit cheeky and it annoys me a lot when I see people do that. So are you saying that's not the right way to market your book? No, that's the oft-quoted metaphor. That's like going to a singles bar and going up to the first cute girl you see and say, hey, will you marry me? And she blows you off and so you go up to the next one. Hey, will you marry me? And you keep getting blown off every time because you haven't built that relationship. You haven't built that trust. And it takes time to do that. And so what you see these successful people doing, they're not shilling their book, they're shilling their content. So they share a blog post and you click the link for the blog post and then as you're reading the blog post you see, oh, he has a whole book on this. If I found these 500 words helpful, here's a book on the exact same content. And they're probably not going to buy it the first time, but after they see that two or three times and they see it shared by their friends, they'll be very likely to buy your book. And another thing that Gar Reynolds did that was very, very smart is that on his sidebar, he had about a dozen books of his quote-unquote competitors. He had no book out at the beginning, and so the number one book on the same topic, which is a book called um, Beyond Bullet Points by Cliff Atkinson, which is also a great book, he promoted that book because his wasn't out yet, and he was it was an affiliate link, so he got a little bit of money uh, from Barnes & Noble for doing that promotion, but he also built a lot of goodwill. So who do you think is going to be pushing uh, Gar's book once it comes out? All those people where he was promoting their books, and it wasn't that he just picked random books. These were related books on his topic, and that in even of itself was a value because he'd filtered through. He's not recommending bad books. He's recommending books that he'd read that help you make better presentations. And then in the in the time that he's writing his own book, people are still getting great content on his topic. That's a, I think that's a wonderful strategy to do. That's right. And, and it's even more benefit if this is related to your business. Let's say you're writing a book that's related to your business. So going back to my veterinarian example. So... Let's say I have a choice. Uh, my dog is sick, and there's three veterinarians in town. Well, one of the veterinarians has a blog that I've seen blog posts on, and he wrote the book on you know dog uh, nutrition or whatever. Uh, well, who do you think I'm going to pick? <laughs> one of the other guys? Now, there's no way they could charge the same as the veterinarian who wrote the book because just the act of having the book and the blog puts him in a whole nother her in a whole nother category. Uh, where I'm much more willing to see their, them as experts and pay uh, what they're worth because of this content. It's, a book can be a very effective business card. It's a little expensive, but it can be it can be worth it. Sure. And then, so then, what do you say to people that say, "Well, I don't have time to be on social media. I sh I need to be spending all my time writing my book." Well, if you write fiction, I'd say that that's not a bad attitude. Uh, no one's going to buy your novel because they like your blog. Uh, they're too different in terms of medium uh, because one is fiction and the other is nonfiction. If you're writing nonfiction, though, you need to examine your priorities. And to successfully promote a book, you either need to be time-rich or you need to be cash-rich. So if you're time-rich, you can do it yourself and... Um, Spend the time to figure it out and learn how to use Twitter effectively, learn how to blog well. And um, and it's also important to have your blog integrated into your website. Blogger is like the MySpace of blogging. You don't want to be on blogger.com or blogspot.com. Um, but if you don't have the time, you're going to need to spend the money to hire somebody like Stacy or, or a company like Author Media to build the site. Um, but if, if you have neither the time nor the money, 
you really have to reevaluate your priorities because you're going to fail. Like it takes time and it takes money to be successful. You no one is successful by accident. You don't just wake up in the morning, write a whole book and then publish it that night and it's successful. The world doesn't work that way. Uh, you reap what you sow. And so a lot of people like the idea of being an author, but they're not willing to put in the work to being successful. And there are companies that will prey on you. And they're self-published companies and they're the companies, you know, that statistic we shared at the beginning, you know, on average, the average sell 200 copies, most of whom are to the author. We used to call these vanity presses, but now you can use them legitimately. And, and I'm all for self-publishing if, if you're willing to put in the time and money to market yourself effectively. But realize that it's not as easy as these self-publishing companies make it look if, if your goal is to actually be successful and change the world with your ideas. Sure, and then as you were saying before, non-fiction authors should be blogging their book anyway. So they can be using that time writing to be writing their blog posts. And then it's just looking at adding in the social media element of that, which again, like you said, you can learn yourself or have someone do for you. That's right. And the social media doesn't have to be hard. If you're sharing helpful articles, you know, seven tips for this, five secrets for that, then if all you're doing on social media is posting links to your helpful articles, that in and of itself is a value because people want the benefits of your advice that you're giving away for free. Now, that's not the best way to do social media. Obviously, the best way to do social media is to engage people. But if you're time poor, my recommendation would be to spend most of that time on the blog because it's the most valuable, and it also pays you back over time. So. I send out a tweet today, that tweet isn't doing me very much good tomorrow. People aren't reading it. The only benefit of that tweet is perhaps if I had a relationship with someone, the relationship may still be valuable. But if you write a blog post today, that blog post can rank on Google for years. There are blog posts I wrote back in 2009 that still get hundreds of visitors every single month. And that's free traffic to our website. And if you keep doing that, you build this wonderful asset that just pays you every single day in traffic. And I think also, oh, sorry, I had a thought and then I lost it and it's come back to me again. The one thing that I want to say to people though that's really important is even if you outsource or have some uh, social media manager take care of your online presence, you actually do have to show up yourself at some point. Even if it's 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes every other day, to be able to interact with the people that um, come and talk to you on your Facebook page. Because the social media manager or strategist can find you the content, can post things, can schedule it, but they're not you and they're not your voice. And that's what people are looking for. And I know with a couple of my clients, they're actually quite scared of social media. And so I sit with them um, on Skype and I share my screen and I say, well, this is what you could do in your 10 minutes. So, and it actually really changes the dynamic and movement on the page when the actual um, author is showing up themselves, even if it's um, like a minimal amount of time a week. That's exactly right. And another piece of advice I would give um, if you're an author and you're 
tight on time is to get a smartphone and do social media during time when you wouldn't normally be doing productive work. So you're waiting in line at the grocery store, pull out your phone and uh, respond to a couple of tweets or at reply uh, a few people. Um, your time in front of your computer is your most valuable time as an author because that's the only time you can write. Um, it's hard to write when you're waiting in line, for instance. But it's e very easy to do social media in those little bitty blips. And so a smartphone can be a huge asset in the sense that it puts more time on the table to do things like social media. So it's not taking as much time away from your writing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a great point. And I do that on the bus and various other places as well when I think, oh, I've got a minute, let me get my phone out and do something. The um, joys of technology, right? That's right. And so now I'm giving permission as the CEO of Author Media, to buy a smartphone slash tablet as a business expense because you're using it for your business to promote your business. Now, obviously, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer. But it's, I, I believe it's very easy to defend uh, the use of a smartphone as a business expense. I, I, my company pays for my smartphone because most of what I do on my phone is business-related. And uh, it, it would be almost impossible to run a company without one. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you, and I think that's very sound advice to be giving out. Um, now, and that's sadly what we're going to have to leave it on, and I'm actually thinking already that I'll have to get you back on because you've got so much um, to talk about that we could talk on here for ages. But if people want to come and read your blog and read some of this great content that you put out and have a look at your bestseller society, um, where can they find you? Uh, you can find the Author Media blog at authormedia.com uh, forward slash blog. And uh, the Bestseller Society you can find on bestsellersociety.com. We try to keep it as simple as possible. Authormedia.com, bestsellersociety.com. And I would highly, i just going to give you a little plug, highly ha recommend having a look at the Bestseller Society. Because if you're a fiction author, a non-fiction author, or just looking to market your book, all of that information is available there and you can choose which components of the site that you become a member of or all of it. Um, so I would recommend having a look at that. And then of course Thomas's blog posts um, I really rate and that was how we became connected in the first place. So I really want to thank you for spending the time with us today, Thomas. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. It's my pleasure. And then if you didn't get those links down, they will be up on... Thomas's page on the Ambitious Entrepreneur website so you can get those there or just have a listen to the recording again and I'm sure we'll talk to you again Thomas. Yeah I'd love to come back. Comments or questions about today's show can be left at authorplatformsuccessshow.com and on there you'll find the links to all of our social media networks. You can find me on Twitter at at Stacey L. Myers and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Stacey L. Myers. You can also subscribe to our show in iTunes just do a search for Author Platform Success Show. Until next time.